Yo, 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 what's up? It's the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. It's your boy, Good Life Russ. Um, I just want to say shout out to you people at home and thank y'all for coming back each and every time we post the episode. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Good Kickback and Facebook at the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. Okay, we have a special guest here today, and this is actually the second time now um, that you've been on the show. Because of the Juneteenth Festival, it was yeah, so it was so long ago, but so cl- it feels like it recently happened. Like that feels recent to me. Yeah. So go ahead and tell the people who you are and where they can find you. Yes, uh, about that. Yes. So I am Walisha, um, also known as the Burp Plug. So I'm a doula, and um, I you said as far as where they can find me the, the the crazy thing about that is my page I told you recently was hacked so um on Facebook you can find me at the birth plug and also Walisha Whipple you can also find me on Instagram rebuilding my page at better birth plug that's b e t t b i r t h p l u g um so yeah I um you know tapped into becoming a doula just mm-hmm. like it's really it was like just natural just something that I've been doing my entire life but okay. a doula is basically the emotional and mental and um support of pregnancy mm-hmm. childbirth um family uh planning birth planning all of that all of those things so um we sometimes we we hear these new terms and we get it confused with a midwife yeah and i want to definitely bring that in early and explain that um the midwife is the medical side okay of everything so they are almost the it's equal to a ob okay so the ob is trained to um do the medical procedure of cesarean okay, okay? So your OBGYN is trained to do that. The midwife can also do, 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 don't do the surgical part, but can do everything else that an OB does. So the medical side of things. Um, But when it comes to a doula, it's emotional. um, It is the planning, it's the conversations, it's the, you know, checking, checking in. So there's a lot of emotional, um, physical and support that goes into carrying a life yeah you know psychological yeah. exactly so um we <clears throat> when it comes to birth alone there's a lot of trauma mm-hmm. in our community surrounded around birth so when we take that into context we need to understand that we also shouldn't be birthing alone mm-hmm. we shouldn't be birthing without knowledge and education we shouldn't just be birthing saying oh hey i'm gonna put my faith into this doctor, mm-hmm. which by the way, you're hiring, regardless of what type of insurance you have, that's, you're hiring that. Absolutely. So, um. Okay, so you said you wanted to talk about doulas being healthcare professionals? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that, um, the doulas are, they are healthcare professionals and some of them are certified, trained, you know, and they are trained in what they do. But also a lot of what they do is based on their experience, whether that's through training or just life experience and um, whether that be personal or impersonal. So 
that is another big thing that when hiring a doula that you need to take into consideration that they are healthcare professionals that are trained. And in some cases, um, they are certified and some are not certified. So that's not, it's not a state mandate that you have to be unless you're in a hospital. Some hospitals require that you, that you have certification. Okay. Yeah. So I had a question too, speaking from the experience of a doula, is that something would you would say, I wouldn't say push, but do you encourage home births or hospital births? Is that something that y'all discuss with the women or is, or do you just leave it up to them and it's whatever you want to go with or how does that work? Uh, we definitely discuss it as an option, but the, here's the thing. You got to be a good candidate for home birth. Okay. And a good candidate means that you're taken care of and you know your numbers and you know what things to look for. You know what things to ask your doctor. You know what they, you know, when they're doing blood vials, you know what that means. Those numbers that come back, like you understand. Because all that plays a part if you're a good candidate or not for a home birth. Okay. So um, there's like a list of questions I think that midwives normally ask. Um, I know for me, like I've run into situations where people do what they call free birth where they do it without any medical um, care there. They may or may not seek medical care their whole entire pregnancy, um, but they normally are educating themselves on how to properly have a child and what happens and things to look for and things to do. So they normally educate themselves and they'll just have their baby at home. At the end of the day, it's not against the law to do that. It's your baby, it's your body. So, yeah. Um, but we're just taught to, this is a system. When you get pregnant, you should do this. No, when you get pregnant, you should be talking to a doula and a midwife. And even before then, because there's so much, so many things that you need to know. And the, the chances of us putting our healthcare into the same system over and over again is crucial. It's mm-hmm. critical. And that's what is happening because it's the lack of information that the reason why we have higher numbers the lack of advocacy, you know, for these women and children. So, yeah, I do push for um, home births. I do advocate for that a lot because I have for myself. So I know it's it's possible women haven't, um, in all these years of creating, we haven't stopped. And it's key to understand that the interventions that they have been coming up with, they say cesarean has been around for forever. So having to have to do something like that to extreme um, and and, uh, real extreme cases, right? Mm -hmm. That's been around. But uh, some of these other things, um, Pitocin, that's a natural. Pitocin is when they are inducing the and bringing on and starting the contractions, starting the labor. Mm -hmm. But the body does that naturally, right? And there are cases where I've seen midwives um do that have to assist with that um with the with the bring the labor on because they i guess they're more so gauging like they're going to work with the mom to get the baby out Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you're in the hospital the way that the setup goes is you're getting pitocin and you're now you gotta lay still like you're kind of or you're Mm -hmm. limited to what you can do um and then you can't eat they restrict you from eating it restricts you from certain things it's going to help to give you energy to start this right yeah so um yeah i do push for that but i just think to planning having a plan like i encourage all of my clients i do that 
to I help you write a birth plan and it's $50. We go over all the questions um, and terminology of some of the things that is going to happen in the hospital. So I hope you kind of say what you want to have happen. And then even for plan B. So if you're at home and you happen to need to go in the hospital for anything, there's a place for that to plan that out. This is what it'll look like if I have to go to the hospital or yeah. if I choose to go to the hospital. So even if you change the plans, and I've had clients like, I, I don't want to do this. I want to go to the hospital. Okay, let's go. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we want mama and baby. And um, we want them healthy and intact. So we plan for that. And if that's at home, great. Because when you, in your own environment, control your own environment, it is, it's a, it's a lot peaceful. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, like I said, I'm thankful that I got to experience that. The times that I had, because every single time it was it was something different, but it was a peaceful experience mm-hmm. of bringing life into the world and being able to take um, my children. They were the girls were born in the summer here in Ohio, but the boys were born in Florida, and both when it was warm out. So I just went outside with them afterwards, like after having them, like I'm outside. Mm-hmm. I just had a baby. Look, y'all. Right. <laughs> in the sun, like, just soaking it up, like, I just did this, Look like, alright, I went back in and laid down, but it was just a peaceful thing to be like, damn, like, I really did that. Yeah. And I ain't, they ain't, they ain't been cut on, they haven't been snipped or on or anything, and that's another thing that people need to tap into, is like, cutting on these, ba- these boys. Like, stop, we gotta stop doing that shit. Like, for real. Stop doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Stop doing that shit. Because the reasons and why you're doing it, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You ain't done no full education or full mm-hmm. um, readings on no type of circumcisions or nothing or no type of nothing. You're just trusting in what you've been told. And it's a repeated. Just like the, the Similac. And it's just repeated. Because some people we can't trust. Right. And, and it's a lot, of, a lot of things that they don't talk about is the botch. You know, the, mm-hmm. when they are cutting off more. And then, uh, what we have to understand is that there have been situations where, and this is something I've seen on a documentary, they had gave them the decision of helping this baby be a, a girl now. Mm. Wow. Because they had, it was too much that was gone. So what you going to do? And I'm like, is they black? Y'all doing this stuff to what? Like, y'all really doing this? So. How much they pay you? Hmm? I said, how much money they offer you? All oh, right. What the? One fuck? lady said it was, I think this was on something I see on social media where she was just like, basically, she had delayed it. Because normally they try to, the standard is if you have a boy. Like, you're normally in the hospital for three days because they're going to circumcise on that second, but they want you to stay 24 hours after the decision, right? So, that would, that's what brings it the third day. So, with girls, you're not, you can get out within 24 hours of the time of birth. Um, but boys is three. Anyway, so... Um, damn, what was I to say? Oh, she waited. Instead of getting done on the third day, she waited until... Um, I think the baby was like two months, right? Mm. So take the baby back to the hospital to get this procedure done. She said the baby would not stop crying. It's crying, 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 crying. And it was so much blood. Woo, woo. 
she said she get home and the diaper was full of blood. And she took them back and it was just like they were, you know, had to do some stuff. But she said it was, you know, she couldn't, she couldn't even stare at it or anything. So they had to do more stuff to him. But the baby was in so much pain. And I'm thinking to myself, we have to educate ourselves and just stop signing our kids up for random ass shit. Like, yeah. it's, they are your responsibility, not the doctors. Yeah. So you trusting in these doctors and then you should be knowing what the fuck they're telling you, period. Like, you should be knowing what you're signing up for. Don't sign up for shit unless you didn't read. Like, it's mm -hmm. you, like, people, I'm trying to think of something that people into anime. Yeah. Or fucking Call of Duty or. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some random ass shit people into and they just be reading up on that shit. They Oh yeah. They study that and all. Um, y'all playing for that shit, y'all doing group I mean y'all doing it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, y'all creating children. Y'all having these babies and I'm telling y'all, I'm not saying y'all gotta stop living your life, but there's a way that you can do these things by getting education. So you can still do all those other you know, things that you do. Mundane. Right. Yeah. yeah, all the other things you do and be great at doing <laughs> them. Like, listen, live your life, be great. But at the end of the day, there's just some information we need for these babies, like, so that they're not coming to where, um, where we're just not being connected, right? Because yeah. a, a guy said something when I seen this first documentary that got me into um, even considering doing my home birth, right? My first one. He said that there's no more love. Like, when you, first of all, when doctors have to continuously, you know, cut cut on women, we have to understand what that does to their psyche. What is that doing to you that you got to always cut on? It's one thing to be like, I'm surgery. I got to, you know, I guess it's probably even the same. I got to cut you open and do the heart, all, all these other different yeah. types of things. But to bring out life, right, it's a whole different yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I met a girl that was training to be a doula or um, a midwife, a student. She was a student midwife. And she said she heard them talking about a woman that they had open on the table by her scar tissue. Like, what's wrong with her? Like, why would she get pregnant again? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, she honestly knew that having all these cesareans would cause a certain level of scar tissue underneath her skin. We don't know that shit. Right. We just know that y'all y'all doing the thing. We hope to be alive afterwards and then we ain't gonna we don't have to come here. Like a lot of women I hear just kinda be like, Yeah, cut me open. Like they that's the thing. Like, you know, the the knife thing is is, is the thing now. <laughs> Going yeah. under the knife just because. Yeah. Convenience. Yeah. And that convenience can cause a lot of other things because he said he talked about it's the love of, it's the connection. So mm -hmm. now we got to tap into the baby either coming out at a time that it wasn't ready or, and it could deal with separation issues. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that can come from that. And then the mother, her, what she may be feeling, you know, especially if she planned for a home birth, she may be feeling like, you know, defeated because she didn't get, mm -hmm. and she had to have a cesarean or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's many things going into that, but having as much education and following the plan, like it's only nine months, in some cases a little bit longer, but, um, following that plan and getting help and it, 
it makes for the better. Like, yeah. it's just like with anything else we go through in life, like, there's no other way I can put it. We just don't see the value in it. Yeah. Until it's too late. It's yeah. like, oh, well, this happened. It's like, yeah, well, this happened, but there's help out there for you. Yeah. You know, um, now that y'all know, y'all educated, um, again, just taking care of your health care and taking in charge of your health care, it's, it pays off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, thank you for letting me share that, though. I wanted to... <laughs> I know that was a lot, but yeah, I wanted nah, to share man. the... uh get it the, Yeah, the home birth piece is that, you know, is it ain't for everybody, but um, it could be, right? It starts yeah. all in the mind and yeah. us um, changing up what we've been saying and what, how we think about it, what and we the believe. The choices we make. Yeah, yeah the choices. So... We can we can definitely accomplish having more home births. Um, do you know there's not many? I forget what type of. There is a black midwife here in a, in Columbus, but she works at the hospital, so mm-hmm. she's not able to do home births. But most of them, well, all of the midwives mostly here are white, so that's the other thing. Yeah, I ran an issue with my kids' moms too when they was one that was looking for them. Most of them. The ones we found came from Cincinnati or Cleveland and ones from Michigan. Yeah, or they do on the table. Yeah, or they do on the table, like where they ain't anybody knowing that. Because at the end of the day, you can still take a baby and apply for uh, the birth certificate or not. I mean, that's all your choice. So, y'all know how to read. Yeah. (laughs) And reading is fundamental, and it really, truly will set you free the more that you educate yourself on the things that you are setting situations that you're involving yourself in pregnancy and um parenting is one of them so yeah gotta educate yourself on those decisions don't just go through it and trust in the doctor yeah. and what has been because that should felt what happened what that should have felt oh so he, that's what i was saying love love yeah. he said so now um so check this out when you Women are, um, and men too, because they're mm-hmm. on the phone when they're feeding the baby. <coughs> we look like robots to the baby when we do that. So, picture here's the baby, mm-hmm. here's my phone. What do I look like? Yeah, if the baby was looking at me. <laughs> right? Look at the aliens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It fucks also with their fundamental. It's their um, the progression of their brain because they need eye contact. That helps them develop, mm-hmm. right? The eye contact helps them develop. Without that, you know, that's where they just they fall off. Mm-hmm. They need that eye contact. And they so seek see. that too. When you got a kid that's trying to get your attention all the time, pay and attention we, to their little ass. Yeah, because we'd be like, <laughs> you like go sit down. Listen, I've I've heard. Some of the raunchiest, craziest stuff for men and women recently. And it's sad because you can see where it's like people are hurting. Like people really need to connect and need help. Like men need the help. The women need the help. We need to just connect and learn how to really build villages. But I heard her mm-hmm. say, um, or one of the, one of these ladies say, um, didn't I just feed you? Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, yeah. And so there is a way to, like you said, boundaries. Um, and and I had I spoke to a guy yesterday. He was like, "My kids, at a certain time, don't come talk to me." 
Because we already set that boundary in place. Like, they're at an age now where you got everything you need. At this time, it's my time. So there's a way to set a boundary with, with little people and respect them at the same time and yourself mm-hmm. without going to that level. Yeah. So that's all another thing that I'm um, wanting to get back into is like, no, y'all not wrong for like, like, shit, get the fuck out of here. But it's how you say you get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah. How like yo, and you're at that point because lack of preparation. If you would have prepared for this, you wouldn't be so upset. So it's right. still your fault. Exactly. You're raising them. Exactly. So you, that's it feeds into our accountability. So when you're not living a certain way, you're almost hurting yourself by not living a certain way because you're creating. Like you just had two fires and now you go a weird way of putting them out. Now you got ten fires. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I. I was telling my um, I told my ex, I said, listen, just communicate with them, dude. Yeah. Like, just talk to them, for yeah, real. This ain't rocket science, legit. Like, on any level, <laughs> y'all can really communicate and be like, yo, this is how, this is what I want to have happen. You know, this is what yeah. I'm expecting to have happen. This is, you can tell me what you expect. You can tell me the things you like and things you want. Yeah. I'll listen to your things, too. But this is the things that I'm expecting to have done. No questions, no no if and buts about it. You can ask questions to understand, mm-hmm. right? Or even come up with other suggestions on how you want to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. I can give you that. But we have to tap back into, and that's on all levels, babies included, on how to project that love because um, that's why we have the society that we have. People just doing these senseless things. So it's starting... It's starting in the womb, yes, and it projects and it and it it is um, manifested more in that baby stage and so on and so forth. So the I'm giving y'all as much information as y'all can to let y'all know that the way we live our lives, the way we project and even harbor feelings, it's still energy, right? Yeah. And everybody yeah. around us is feeling it and being impacted. So the the moment that you can get some help and relief, mm-hmm. um get that because it's it's essential for your family for you to be yeah. whole and for you to tap into you too you know and it starts with you i feel like what you're speaking about is the ultimate accountability and i think mm. honestly in my humble opinion that's where a lot of people fall short it's not that the what you're trying to teach your kid is the wrong lesson it's just that you don't live up to this standard so it's hard for them to learn Mm -hmm. this lesson from you Mm -hmm. and this is a lot of what this happens even with parents confidence it's like well i want to say this to them but damn i kind of still do this and you know what i mean how can i so this is again i guess what we were talking about even with the event this is what we would be teaching people we're teaching you how to walk what you're talking because y'all good at talking like you can say a lot but do you do these things in your own life for you to be demanding or for you to be implying someone else do them because that's the first step i'm not going to listen to some you know what i mean and we grew up in that they was telling like they created dare while they were smoking cigarettes like yeah don't smoke don't do drugs Mm -hmm. why are you putting out a cigarette like why would i listen to you like look 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 at how you living you can't be teaching people you don't get the lesson and and then we never came up with another we never came up with another um anything to combat that or or it just in place of it 
it and and if we did, it was in an unhealthy manner. You know what I mean? Some people replace fitness with that. It became unhealthy. Some people oh, replace yeah. relationships with that. Some people picked up a nice little sex addiction. Some people picked up gambling. So it's like they still we found, found something. things. It's not But were they the right man. thing? Like were these things productive or were they being counterproductive? You know mm. what I mean? Were they assets or liabilities? So, and again, we didn't understand that. So now we're just dominoes knocking ourselves down when we think, okay, we're just going to manifest or transfer into this next domino. Now that one's getting knocked down too. And you, you have to understand how the first one got knocked down mm. to understand these chains of events. And the first one, again, is you. The accountability starts with you. The first step to anything is participation. So if you're not actively participating in all this, you can't tell your kids shit. I kind of agree with them. And that's you what... don't have, you didn't earn the right to talk to tell them to do these things. And that's just being humble. Like you ain't being humble right now. That's where, <laughs> but that's where the uh, the imagery comes in. Where mm. you're doing that mirror test, where you're actually, you know, and I advise people, shit, get in the mirror, butt ass naked. And if you're married, get in the mirror, but it's like with your spouse. Like, mm-hmm. really say what you see. Like, own up to your shit. Like, say what you love and what you don't love about yourself. And that's not only in the physical, mm-hmm. right? But it's spiritually, it's mentally. Like, really get in tune and touch with what you feel. Tap into that. Because if you, you know, really um, are serious about that growth, you know, it's real easy to, it should be real easy to, safe and we finish this one thing like one yeah. good thing and one bad thing and focus yeah. on that ride with it yeah. and then it, and then that's why i say you match that up to your children because your children mm-hmm. are you and even if you're judging your your partner even if you got a partner in the mirror next scene you judging them you judging what you like and what you don't like physically spiritually mentally mm-hmm. emotionally all of that right mm-hmm. and even financially i don't forget about that one on both part parties so we're we're judging each other in the mirror we're thinking about all of these things we get think about all those categories and, and more and we see what things match up in our children and we go from there mm-hmm. like we take a moment we breathe and we, we can pick a couple of things to be thankful for and we can pick some things to say okay i'm gonna work on this let's go ahead and move forward on this here let me work on that yeah let me take some accountability because I see that. Like, I ain't like the way that made me feel. I don't like the way that made me look. And that's what happened with me when I when it came to losing weight. It was like, okay, getting in control of my health. Like, yeah. this, the nutrition is is the biggest part of this here. So let me tackle this and learn how to feed my body and restore my body, yeah. replenish my body, help it detox um, the things that it don't need. And recognize... Um, when something ain't for me, like, mm-hmm. instantly, like, okay, no, don't eat. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Y'all should be able to be able to smell some food or something. Like, listen, yeah. no, I'm like, no. Can't eat everything now. And that's building your discipline. That's how I look at it. Like, if I can't go without it, I don't deserve to have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Any, I feel like that's a life lessons, too. That's any opportunity. Like, when you go to accept something, you got to be prepared to for it to leave. You know what I mean? That's you truly accepting it for what it is. You got to both accept the day you get it, and one day it'll be gone. You know what I mean? If you right. can't accept both, you don't, you're don't. you not supposed to have this. You might get it, but you're not supposed to have it. You didn't earn this. Right. It was just given to you. And I don't know why I'm thinking about saying this is something totally different. I don't know why I'm thinking about talking about poop, but... Um, you you said with food. Right, yeah. So as far as with children, I remember seeing this baby that had um it was like turquoise poop. Okay. And that was normal for the mom for her baby to have turquoise poop. Wow. Do you know why? Why? 
because they were having like some type of a crunch punch or crunch munch like Captain Crunch or and oh. three pebbles and shit. Oh, so yeah, it's just yeah. the dice coming out and it's green and blue poop. Normal for her. That's not normal. Yeah, that's why your body's pushing it out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, just to <laughs> see it. Like, I'm going to just see the spray. Yeah. That's not cool. No. Imagine what it's doing to his insides. Like, yeah. come on now. The naturalness is, come on. Yeah, the whole Coca-Cola so, thing. Yeah. Oh, and that. We can, and people can, that's what became scary I saw to me. That people shit. can visually see it and still chug it and drink it while they're watching the video of it cleaning pennies and shit. I'm like, y'all bold. Y'all bold, because I, I can't. Okay. Okay. So wait, I do. I will say this. I had a soda. I I'm gonna say about two weeks ago. It was a Sprite. Okay. And even still, then I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't drink pop. I ain't drink pop in like eight years. I don't drink. I just don't like pop. You know, it's funny. I, do I just sugar don't like up. it no more. I do. I like the carbonation, but even then, it makes me feel like a yeah. weird. I used to drink it all the time. Like I used to have Skittles and root beer legit like every day when I was a kid. And That's how my childhood was. It was a lot of sweets. And then recently I had, um, during this one birth, I had a, um, I had an energy drink from the gas okay. station, which yeah. I don't do those, and I did it. I used to kill those. My club nights and cramming college nights, yeah, I was pounding Red Bulls. But most of, like, especially with nutrition, again, it was like the logic that changed in it, you know what I mean? Because I had went to one of my nutritionist friends. And that was, it was spurred a moment random, but it was starting to be too consistent. And I'm like, yo, I'm having cramps and I don't never really be cramping. Mm. And she was just like, yeah, that's not normal. She's like, people, she's like, there's some people who cramping don't experience though? cramps at all. I was, I was eating too late. Right, but cramping So I was having where? like in the, like right in the middle of my stomach. Like I would wake up tight. It would feel like a Charlie horse. And at this time I wasn't even playing sports no more. Yeah. Oh. So I wasn't even playing sports no more. Like I'm mm. tight. So I'm literally maybe eating at starting to eat at like nine, ten at night because of how my day was structured, and it was it was terrible. And then the shit at that time to eat at night is not the best shit. So it's just compounding. You dig? So right. I'm like, it got to a point where it was it was nothing. Right. And then one day I'm just like, this is a week now. Like nah, like let me ask. Me. And that's who I go to. Like my friends who I know you do shit. I'm coming to you first. Right, right. You know what I mean? So she was just like, yeah, like that's not normal. And it was just like I'm like really. She's like, yeah. She's like, people don't experience that unless you eat. And like, she's like, that's that food just sitting because it's not digesting. Yeah, I think too that at the end of the day, our bodies are wired to signal. Yeah. They always waving SOS. Hey, or whether if it's good, if it's good, if you you know like like I had a friend tell me like you should wake up and adjust or um, and assess if how good you feel. Like, don't just get up and just go and just start your day. Like, assess. Like, okay, check and see how good you feel. Maybe you feel like, maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to, I don't know. <laughs> but you should yeah. assess before you just start moving and just assuming that, like, today's going to be the same. your day. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to sneeze now. <laughs> or the feeling of sneezing. When I'm making a good point, I always get back up, too. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> but I agree. So how I look at my day, how I look at people's day is you have a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of peace you're going into the day with. And then you have these things in your day that's going to cost that peace. You know what I mean? Mm. I believe in duality, so I don't really uh, ass, assess right. things good or bad. So it's like 
Just like what you were saying with your body. Our body's just saying what's going on. That's not a good thing or a bad yeah, thing. Right, it just right. wants to know what's this foreign, what's this new thing that's happening because you've been running for two weeks and we don't do that. We getting healthy? Like, what we doing? Right, or let me tell you, <laughs> or how about this? Let me tell you what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, when you did this the other day, this, you know, you did this. Or when you drank yeah. that or you ate that, this is this is what's happening. And I think result. sometimes people take that personally too. And it's not, it, it's not personal. Like, you're not being malicious to yourself. You just want to know the truth. Like, we have to live in truth. So you're seeking truth. I just want to know what's going on. So then I can know how to move, how to react. I think that's the same we deal with other humans in, in human nature. So then I think what we need to get better at is reading those signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just learning what your body's saying. That's what was my too. my yeah. biggest struggle was I didn't know I didn't know how to read that language. But when I started to speak the language, it's oh that makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, all right, yeah, I and get being, that. Yep, yeah, exactly. Being in tune with with um what you're feeling is key. Like I um I was telling a friend, like there's so many natural things that I learned about, like based off of what you feel. Like right on the spot, like, oh you feel this, boom, do this, like and some things now, like even for now, like I know I need to I need a line. It's something it just maybe the air, the stuffiness in the room, but mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to sneeze. It didn't. But if I just take a lime, it'll clear up. Boom. Like mm-hmm. that. Like I take whatever feeling, whatever. Um, when I go in from Florida a lot, um, fly back into Florida once a month, I um, automatically, the allergies, you know. But taking a lime clears it right up. Hmm. Yeah. Um, damn, what was I about to say? We were talking about the... Uh, we were talking about the um, day starting in the morning and adding. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, mine was more like you have, you know, you have these things. You're planning for the day. So I do things that make me feel good in the morning. I listen to songs that I like. Yeah. My yoga, my stretching helps. I'll breathe. I'll do something that I know makes me feel good. So if I do have to get a call from a school or, oh, your kid's sick, you got to come get them. Okay, this is going to take my time, my energy. I got to transition to this. Yeah. But I'm I feel good, so we going into it, and then I can instantly compare it to my mornings. I don't do those things. The day feels a little. It feels like you got weight vest. It feels a little heavier. It feels like I'm dragging to do this. Right, like right, right. I gotta get up. I gotta go get them. You know what I mean? It's a whole different energy. So for me to start understanding, okay, I'm gonna have things unexpected, expected that pull from my day. Things I I agreed to two weeks ago. Right. That's gonna pull from my day today. So I need to start my morning in in. In a way that I can do these things. And then I do like a trainer. As soon as somebody's like, well, I can't and I can't. I got to do this. I got to get up at nine and get up earlier. Like, that's, I mean, that's the only way. You got to get up earlier. And that's going to counteract now. You maybe have to go to bed <laughs> earlier. So it's like now we're we're starting. We're doing positive things. You're creating that routine. And now you're giving yourself an ability to for things to go wrong in your day and it doesn't devastate you. It doesn't sidetrack your day. Because I used to have that shit in my 20s too. Like, I'm feeling really good about today. And one thing happened, I'm like, you know, you can throw the whole day away. Like, fuck this day. I'm about to go back to bed. I'll try again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> the world will piss me off. The world can kiss my ass. I'll see y'all thankful, in 24. I'm, right, I'm thankful that I don't have... They're far and far and few between now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I noticed. Like, I think I had one... Probably like maybe once a month, if that. Yeah, I give and, myself those days now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think now sometimes it's moments 
right? Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. the day. It's like it'll be a moment where it's like, okay, I need to get through this yeah. moment. Everybody shut up. Right, <laughs> I need to get through this moment. And see, I'm in a different life now because it's like, I don't have my children. Mm-hmm. My children live 800 and something miles away, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a lot different with that life like that newer lifestyle but then trying to fill it up with getting all the stuff done so now i'll be like i'll be feeling so stuck because i feel like there's so much stuff i I need to get done and do and half the time i don't know how to do it like Mm -hmm. and it's so much in me to do like people are like why aren't you doing this and why aren't you doing that Mm -hmm. i don't fucking know yeah like i really (laughs) i really saw this as having someone say hey listen Go do that. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And do that shit. And kill that shit. Yeah. And then make a whole bunch of money off of it and then go to the next. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I really seen it happen. But then I was like, I got to create everything. I have to think of everything mm-hmm. and do everything and just. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but this is good. Yeah, I think that also what you describe is the beauty in it. Because that means your ideas have to transcend time. Your ideas can't have to be timeless. This idea will have to pop in any decade. And that's, yeah, that's hard work. (laughs) That's not, the average person ain't thinking on that level. So that right there is an accomplishment. I think sometimes too, our our, um, standards are too high when it comes to what we congratulate ourselves on. Like our positive reaffirmations for ourselves. I think it takes too much for us to refill that tank. And sometimes that's when we get exhausted. But when we really dissect our life and see all the good we do Mm -hmm. and all the things that we've done in the past just to be where we are today, you know what I mean? That was a part of the work. Like, that is going to be a part of your business in 10 years. It was the shit you was doing eight years ago when you was just jotting down notes. Like, I got more poems I probably threw away and didn't use than ones I actually used. Because those were just practice. That was preparing me to write this piece. So all of those 100 that didn't make the cut, it's a part of still this one piece. This is just something I can hand to people. I can't hand you 100 pages of me getting you this last piece. So you just get the result. But the journey is the reward. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Yes. I like your shirt, too. Thank you. I'm just thinking it is here. You're the boss of them, pretty much. You know, you have to take charge of your health care and take charge of um, the experience. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because it is, I think it's a fragile experience, but it's also something everyone doesn't get to experience. I think in the beginning, that's what helped me be empathetic, you know, with it. Because I'm like, man, this is this is special. You know what I mean? And people should take this very it's seriously. It's sacred. It's a, you know, it's... Um, we have to understand you are putting your trust into someone that you may want to uh, now. Okay. I, I want to break down. I want to back up because mm-hmm. I want to stay focused on, I don't want to get so much on the, um, the medical side. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to explain the difference between that there. So now when it comes to what I do, um, there is, um, a nutritional side that even comes along with, you have to just basically understand that, there is a way to prepare the body for childbirth and for carrying a child and for pregnancy. There's a way to do that. Um, And when we experience certain things, whether it be abortions, whether it be miscarriages, um, stillborns, um, losses, we have to understand that 
there is a doula there to assist you with that because it's still um, a birth. Those are still births that are still happening. So your body still went through the birth part of that. So you still need healing on terms of whatever happened. You know, and sometimes we don't face that. It's just like, okay, it just happened or yeah. we don't know that there is support even for that realm. Yeah. So, and I'm just learning that, especially as a father and as a male, you know what I mean? And I'm 33 now, like in my 20s, like I didn't understand. And I don't think a lot of my male, you know, counterparts understood that. Like we just, cause, cause we don't, we never go through that, that process, so to speak. So we just couldn't really put our emotion behind it, I guess, until I understood what was happening. Some from having a kid, cause I was there for my sister's pregnancies too, when I was right. younger, you know what I mean? But I think it was getting more knowledge, getting more education about it, you right, know? Right, not right. just the experience, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still learning. Even then when you go through something and you feel like you know everything about it, like there's still so much you there can learn about There is a lot to it. learn, yeah, and there's a lot to be taught. And I think that, um, like I said, we go into it with the, with the lack of information, and I see it too many times where it's just like we, um, the standard is just to go to this p- particular facility for the duration of your pregnancy right Mm -hmm. and then after that you know um some some of these women don't even know their options Mm -hmm. you know that they that they may have a doula available outside of their doctor or um you know the, the hospital setup um there's other options for them but it's um We've been trained to think about birth a certain way, and it's a traumatic way sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I, I think agree. even for me, it was like, when I was first telling people, hey, I'm going to, you know, have a home birth, and, you know, I started speaking the doula language, or I started speaking about midwife language, it was just like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? You yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but again, when we realize that it's, it is a sacred space, so we do want to protect the family and all like the fathers included so that's another thing that i personally specialize in is restoring the black male voice so i coach fathers how to advocate how to support so it's like okay if your birth plan is we're going to the hospital this is what we're doing you know this is what she's going to do this is the information that i give to him to support her yeah you know so that he's well equipped that way if nobody is there he is aware of terminology he's aware of how to you know yeah. No, I'm going to be here. Like you ain't kicking me out the room. Yeah. That's not happening at all. You know, that those are those are things that have um, you know, that have happened. So, restoring mm-hmm. the black male voice is something that I do um promote advocate for. Mm-hmm. And um I think that is important. Um just through me, my process personally like I've had, I've been through some of my kids' births, like, at the hospital. I haven't been in some, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But through each of the ones in my latest child, like, she just turned two. So that's the one I felt like I was most prepared, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was taking, I was going to parenting classes, that's even good. at the time, because mm-hmm. um, she wanted to do a water birth, but just didn't, I chose not to at the end, you know what I mean? So even at the hospital, like, they had programs for dads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going to that because I'm like trying to learn and take in as much as as possible. I think too what what clicked is like it just it became important to me. You know what I mean? Like I started to mature in that area. I'm like, man, I need to know how to do this stuff. It's not just right. like 
okay, you pop out a baby and start raising them. It's like this process starts a lot earlier than we start. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, so. And another thing that I'm recently, you know, working on is um, a program to teach how to how to co-parent without romance. And even if you are in a re- even if the relationship is still there, like mm-hmm. there is a way to still um, learn how to parent and co-parent your children and raise the children because that's you know doulas still continue there. Like it's it's a you know it's it's the postpartum area, but postpartum okay. don't stop after six months like they yeah. they tell us it do. You know yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. You know the body. Um, the body is so amazing um, to open up and make room for the baby. But, and so to speak, like it really like opens up, mm-hmm. you know? And um, there's a process that I learned um, in my uh, in my training with Mama Sh- uh, Shafia Monroe. Mm-hmm. And um, she taught us how to do something called closure of the bones. And it's a procedure, or I don't want to call it procedure. Process. Um, yeah, process. I guess it's a where you um, basically it's a ceremonial process where you're going back over the body to reassure the body that you know baby has come through. You can go ahead okay. and heal. Okay. Everything and kind of go back, but um, it's done with several different things. One including um, a certain type of cloth. Okay. So, um, that I do to wrap them up with, um, and that's just amazing because that's something I've that I didn't know before that, um, before that training. Cool. Yeah. So it's just, it, it was, awesome. yeah, she really taught us how, um, the honor, the honoring, the sight, like when you, so, and I spoke on loss and I didn't say like, I didn't insert trauma. I don't know how the editing goes. Like, um, like the, the highlight that, because I know people have gone through loss, but it's, we should, um, we have to let them know too, that there is help for them and, um, resources out there. There's people who've gone through that, that can help them walk through that journey and then also help their body heal. So that's what I'm into the healing. That's why I mentioned it. So yeah. not to be so aggressive or to make anybody, um, feel comfortable. Now I lost my thought before I was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we landed at healing, which... Oh, healing, yeah. Which um, I love. That's my... Yeah, um, <laughs> because we put a, a... I think that when you look at the black woman, the overworkedness um, comes in after having ch- children and raising... Like, we, we're built to do all of these things, but we don't let the body heal right after having a child, like or, or yeah. going through a loss or you know yeah. anything like that. We don't know the proper way to heal the body, so Absolutely. Um, that's key. Um, yeah, I do agree with that, and I think you were talking about basically the process of not because you'll never once we change, we'll never go back to how we were. So not you know what I mean, expanding and coming back to mm-hmm. how you were, but becoming something new, like growing into something new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think um, the way I, that's why I love spirituality because I think that is the way when I understand spiritual things mm-hmm. I can be empathetic with women in pregnancy I, I think there's correlations between things we go through spiritually through things we go through physically you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think both of the practices strengthen you in both areas so that's why I love healing because it's such a it's it's a broad term. There's so many things and so many ways you can heal. There's so many therapies and people you can talk to 
to discuss, you know what I mean, your problems. So I've always been a, a, attracted to doulas. Like there's been doulas that's come out in through my life that I've met, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Typically like older women, like women in late 40s, late 50s, you know what I mean? And I would just listen. Like I would just take it all in because it was so fascinating. Yeah, I think too, you, you, I think for me, even personally going through the five births that I went through and the ones that I had at home, mm-hmm. the mental journey that I had to go through Okay. And the experience that I went through. So now it's like a, a higher appreciation and and helping someone else arrive there and achieve that. You understand? So it's like um, I help them break down the fear. Mm-hmm. Right. That and get in tune with what the body is doing. Like, OK, yeah. guess what? I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. So now the best thing to do is to prepare your body if it's not already prepared. So you got like groups, right? You got people like, you you know, people who's like born with muscles, yeah. like from the age of two and three, yeah, yeah, yeah. always muscular, right? Shaped, yeah. Those women, boom, they can probably like, boom, pop a baby out like under four hours. Right. Mm-hmm. You got ones that work um, and do what they're supposed to do. And the average is like less than six hours. But then the ones that, um, in my opinion, sometimes we just don't prepare. Mm-hmm. We just don't prepare the, the mental, um, spiritually, um, and even physically. We don't know the proper way to prepare and with nutrition, too, um, to have the baby. So there is proper things to do. Stretching is one, like okay. el- elasticity of the body. Your muscles are stretching when it's contracting, right? Yeah. And if you think about the um, the diaphragm, you know, they show you how it's like, you know, like you got your rib, <laughs> you got your, yeah. your six-pack here in the middle, and then you got, yeah. I don't know what these are called, but you got something else over here, right? Yeah. And then you got whatever's down here. So, all of those things are just spreading apart. Mm-hmm. Once that, once your area... Um, once her vagina, and I was, I was gonna say, is this, is this for kids? You can no? cuss. You can. So like I say, pussy. This is for adults. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So listen. Once your I pussy hope gets kids the tip. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't say it like that. Not saying. Okay. Listen. It's, it's real. It's yeah. real. Because at the end of the day, we can't hide from what y'all already exactly. say in the dark. It's it is what it is. It's yeah. adults, so we say that shit. It's pussy. That's so what listen. <laughs> so once your pussy gets to ten centimeters, is that's it? Mm-hmm. Right. The baby is ready to come out. It knows what to do. There's there's certain um, and the hormones and endorphins. All those things are released. Your body and the baby say, look, let's go. We're ready. Yeah. And at that time, it's just pushing. But if you haven't even mentally thought about what you're doing, you ain't doing no kegels, you ain't doing no exercise, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. You don't know how to work those muscles. Yeah. And, if you're, and then if you're in fear too. Damn. So put it with like, put the fear of having a baby like, um, okay, so you know, like, um, well, not the fear, I guess the spiritual side. Like, you know how, like, if you go, like, um, if your kids got something on the floor and you step on it or something, you're like, yeah. I told you to. Yeah. So now you're angry and you hurt. You take it to another place. So you're angry and you hurt. <laughs> so what about the second time? Yeah. You're angry and you hurt. It's okay, more. right. Okay. Yeah. So, but what if the second time you was in a good mood? Mm hmm. He wasn't angry. It'll probably be funny. And you still hurt. You still discomfort. It sting a little, yeah. Exactly. But it don't hurt as much as when you was mad. So let's talk about this labor. <laughs> let's talk about what they call labor pains. Mm-hmm. 
which is really a, a moment in time of discomfort. It's really moments, like really like when it gets to the nitty gritty and you like, okay, I can't, it's like stronger than a cramp. It's more so like, um, let's say you got a minute and a half and in that minute and a half, 20 seconds of it is like, whew, yeah, like you just tore muscle. Okay. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> For 20 seconds. Okay, yeah. Then it come down. Hang so it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, Contractions yeah, yeah. are like a roller coaster. Start off where you can like, oh, you I can feel it. Move, and you like, oh, nope. You like, I move. can feel it a little bit. It's coming up, it's coming up. So now mm. we talking about meditation and training the mind to focus on giving over that hump. Yeah. It's only 20 seconds. Come on. It's like doing a um a plank or something or doing yeah. something where you got to like go Just beyond that. Through. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just that moment mm -hmm. and you get a break. So now you're going to get like a two minute break. Yeah. Um feel like we're in a delivery room right now. <laughs> <laughs> feel like the doctor just watching this happen. <laughs> so amazing. I can't even do my job. I'm just like, wow. Mm. And they do be looking at me too. And it's so crazy because when I go in, I got to advocate for them. Because like, I know y'all, yeah. they, they, in the hospitals, they have what they have, which is things that are law. Yeah. And they got policy. Yeah. You know? So they hit you with them, 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 them YT, they hit you with yeah. that, uh, you know, you ain't allowed to do that. I'm like, listen, I know what I'm allowed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what's policy and what's law. I know that I'm, I ain't a, supposedly ain't allowed to be able to record when she pushed, start pushing. But right now she ain't pushing. So yeah, get out of my face. What's the you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the other side of it. Um, uh, okay, so I was saying like, okay, labor pain, so they get yeah. through that. But if if they have been trained to not fear and not be like, oh, my sister went through this and my mama went through this and this and that and the other, yeah. their traumas and have their own... Trying to attach themselves to it. Right, yeah. have their own experience uh, and set their mind towards what they, what they want to experience with their birth. Yeah. You know, so they start training when they find out they're pregnant. They don't wait until the day they go into labor like, okay, I'm about to... No, you start training your mind right then and there. I have such a great question, and it's so controversial. And I've been here. I won't say no names. I've had many <laughs> children. But how do you feel about weed in pregnancy? Oh, that's approved. Okay. You know, there was a study done over in Jamaica about that um, several times. So it's like... Because I know a lot of women are just kind of like, well, you know. But they usually talking to old-fashioned people. They're like, well, such and mm -hmm. such said this about it. And I'm, I don't tell people to do it, but I've never No, cared cannabis is very safe. And, do. you know, even the smoke and what they need to understand is that cannabis is not the same as tobacco. Mm -hmm. So tobacco is what we do not want moms to smoke when they are pregnant or even when they're raising the young because mm -hmm. it does get into their clothes and um, you would have to do a whole wash down and wipe, wipe down and change the clothes to be able to get around the baby if you're smoking cigarettes mm -hmm. or tobacco. So tobacco included um, black and mouth. Mm -hmm. Any tobacco products that you're smoking, you don't want to do um, during a pregnancy or around the babies or children. Okay, so now we can talk about cannabis mm -hmm. and how to properly inhale and ingest and take cannabis while with baby or around children and um, all that, right? So using um, non-tobacco papers and, um, you know, monitoring whatever you know um if they're on thc if they're doing those types of things the gummies you know those things just monitor making sure it's the right dosage um but 
if they don't have to change clothes if they're smoking around their their children they don't have to um not be around their children when they're smoking right you know so it's not something that will um bother them even though like you don't want to be blowing right smoke right in <laughs> I'm like yeah. Yeah. no I mean like that I'm just saying like um we want to at the end of the day we want to still help them understand that there is a separation between adult and children we don't have to hide who we are yeah you know um I saw him with my kids right and so everywhere. it's not like um we you smoke like okay right in their face and any other but I think it's 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 something to be said of not being ashamed of yeah. um, cannabis and the properties of and the uses of cannabis, um, especially when it comes to our children. So, but mm-hmm. understanding when it comes to pregnancy, um, I actually, with my fifth child, that was the only child that I had smoked with the whole pregnancy. I just started, I told you earlier, I just started back smoking. Um, and what happened was I, I got really sick, mm-hmm. like really sick. Mm-hmm. I was so stressed out. Um, uh, at that time, but I ended up, let's see, I want to say probably about 30 days. I was sick every day, just throwing a sick, sick, sick. And so I finally said, okay, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and start smoking again because it was, you know, I was throwing up blood. And at the time I wasn't seeing um, my OB, I was seeing a midwife, but I hadn't started seeing her at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I started back smoking and it went away. Um, got my appetite back and the day I had him which that was I did um, that video went viral um, the day I had him I did roll a little joint mm-hmm. um, to help calm my contractions like it was probably about maybe about 45 minutes before I had him that I had you know you know then got in the tub and then it just happened so um, yeah, I definitely approve of that. And I had even my preceptor uh, question. Everybody that I've been trained by, yeah. I always ask the same question. Yeah. Because I always want to hear their answer. And they like, why y'all questioning that, you know, and just understanding the difference. Like, we we just lack understanding. So we need to understand that the things, the chemicals that are being burnt from tobacco mm-hmm. are different than the chemicals that are being burnt from cannabis. We naturally have cannabinoids, release cannabinoids, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a part of our makeup, so these other chemicals are not, right? you know, so... Man-made stuff. Exactly, and that's But I think it's, it's too, because it's socially taboo still, you know what I mean? I think, because yeah. cause legally, sometimes people, people confuse those lines, like legal and moral. Those are two different things, and I think they go off of what is not legal. Okay, this is not right still, which was an older generation. I get it, but we're well, well past that. Yeah, but like, at the end of the day, you know what? I have a um. I don't know if you can see this little dot right here. Mm-hmm. My dad accidentally burnt me with a joint mm-hmm. right there um, mm-hmm. when I was like, yeah, it was an accident though. It wasn't on yeah. purpose, but um, I had to be like three or four, mm-hmm. and I can remember when it happened. I can and all that and the other. So at the end of the day we are not doing nothing different than what we've already that they didn't see and, and exactly. so on and so forth so we can like kind of breathe a little bit in that mm-hmm. area like everybody just calm down okay right. so just mm-hmm. learn the facts learn the facts and understand the damaging products of tobacco right and addicted you know understand that part when it comes to pregnancy when you not pregnant do do every not but when you're pregnant you need to stay away from that period you know, if ands buts. And when you're yeah. raising the young, you know, um, the babies, right? 
you don't want to be doing that as much because around them because you're going to have to change out of your clothes. You're going to have to wipe a hole down because that inhalation of them being that close to you will affect them, can affect them. And that's the secondhand smoke that they talk about. So, mm-hmm. Which is real. That's how serious that is, yeah. So. Yeah, we know. We grew up, they were smoking in restaurants. Oh, yeah, no, I listen. I forgot that. No, 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 no. <laughs> My, I, that I had a teacher crazy. in second grade, Miss Ross, in Youngstown, smoking in the classroom. She used to smoke in the class. I mean, so... Yeah, we've seen it all. Yeah, so, but it's, I think on that level, even then, on that, that level, is different. Okay, that's in the that's in the school, and then that's in the restaurant. But you at the house, yeah. you caring for babies, yeah. And you know, be or you pregnant in the car too, though. In the car, yeah, they be Which smoking the car, the baby, worst yeah. Is the car, the car, yeah. Listen at that's that. That's like being in a closet. Just Hot boxing in the car, yeah, yeah. legit. <laughs> some of my best, on a some of my best highs been in Listen, the car. Listen, you know what? I, used to couple, I think probably about I forget. It was it had to be maybe twenty. I was one. I thought it was one of my pregnancies or before one at twenty thirteen. I think I started telling people I was allergic to cigarettes so that they wouldn't smoke around me. Because mm-hmm. people legit like have a whole conversation like I don't want to yes. have a. Yeah, it's different, and I know, like, I, I mean, I hope I'm not coming off like we want to keep it on the mamas, like, really, yeah. y'all. I want y'all to really hear my heart. This when you're pregnant, though, like, really, I can't stand try to cigarettes, say, period. So I don't like. Them I ain't either. never smoked them. I don't, I'm not that curious about them. I don't. I'm, I'm cool. My grandmother, um, you know, the crazy thing is, my grandmother said she did it because everybody else did it, and they thought it was like cool. Yeah. And she just up and quit one day. Like, she yeah. used to have them in the freezer and everything. Like, she had cartons of cigarettes in the freezer. Yeah. That's how much yeah. on it she was. I lost other people to lung cancer. That's what turned me off to it at a very young age. And mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. never found no reason to like it. I'm just right. like, I'm just going to not like you forever. Right, but even with smoking, too, I know, like they say, sea moss is really good to, um, you know, ingest daily to help cleanse, too. That oh. help cleanses. Okay. Yeah, ingesting sea moss should help cleanse the lungs, too. So I didn't know that helped for that. Yeah. That's dope. And then, too, like, I think just understanding that anything that we do, I think um, I seen David Banner last year, and he mm-hmm. said, when we do these things, we should be as celebratory, like, not just be doing it just because. Like, yeah. Like, do it with a purpose. So yeah. even when you're carrying, you know, like, there's so many things, there's so many emotions, there's so many levels to the pregnancy that you're going to experience. Um, and, um, it is a way to help get by and to cope and to help even with the sickness. Um, and some people just do it because they don't change whatever they were doing before, you know? Right, right. They just do it just, just because. So, um, understanding that part that they can try to take, you know, take breaks here and there just because mm-hmm. the same way we do it just because just take a break. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of doing anything because during your break time is more than just rest, depending on how you're looking at the situation. You know what I mean? I like to use that time also to reflect, to review, Mm -hmm. to change, to process, to to manifest. So it's like now you're doing things in between the lines as well. What I like to push to in psychology, um, when you're having a traumatic situation, like that's the time to really work and focus on your discipline. Mm. And really see what you can do. Like, and can you carry your same routine through this process? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Look at look at yourself in the mirror. How are you being snappy at people? Are you being? Are people, <laughs> you know, right about what they've been right. saying recently? Right, right. And that yeah. in that realization, that actualization is like what will most times help people grow is when they can be like, okay, yeah, I'm the problem. Yeah. Bet. 
it's a, it's it's a, it's the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, without women bringing children into the world, we wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, without this process of continuing to, um, you know, have children, we our people die off. So it's it's an honor. It's a great sacrifice, and it should be looked at as such. So. Some other things that I do um, and try to promote is blessing ways instead of baby showers, right? Okay. Um, at the end of the day, this family, this unit, this um, child, and even the mother, um, you know, right now in the now, she needs stuff, you know. She needs covered. She needs to know that she's supported. She needs to know that she's not going to be alone and that, you know, so we have a baby shower for the baby, okay. right? The glitz and glam, woo la la, and it's even jumped now from that to the gender reveal, which we don't even understand that that whole gender thing got a whole different thing than what we think it got to do with. It's not yeah. just pink and green or pink and um, Blue. yeah. I'm sorry, pink and green. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but we have those things for the baby and it takes away the attention from the mother and her sacrifice because it's all like baby, baby, you know, all this baby stuff, all this. And that's even overwhelming. It's exciting in one, but it's so overwhelming because you got all this shit. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of pressure. And then you got to put on this big show. You got to dress up. You got to put on makeup, do all these pictures and spend all this money. And now they, listen, I've been to some baby showers over the summer. Let me tell you. These is spending money on the motherfucking baby shower. I'm sorry. No, you're on the motherfucking fine. baby shower. It's like I like that energy. Yeah, it's like what the hell? What is y'all doing? Y'all really like Yeah. So anyway, blessing ways is more for the mother. Mm-hmm. And even for the father, you know, to okay. so it is a um similar to the baby shower where you kinda just invite your a smaller intimate it's intimate right like this here be a, like a small intimate setting mm-hmm. because we getting personal yeah so you ain't inviting oh, 150 people, people. yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah don't invite your facebook friends exactly mm-hmm. you're not doing telling everybody hey pull up to the no yeah. to the blessing no 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 this is intimate because at the end of the day guess what you're bringing a a baby into this world a whole nation right and it's gonna need covering it's gonna need help and you gonna need help. So the blessing way is to bring all those close people together. Your your people and her people. It ain't got to be um we would love to have parents if that's good, but we don't have nobody with no negative energy. So if they ain't yeah. there all the way, they ain't there. Period. Yeah. You understand? Because it's a whole vibe. Yeah. So um some of the things we do are just very spiritual, right? Um we shower her, we pray over her, we we affirm her, we massage her, we clean her feet, um, we feed her. Um, then we do the same with you, right? You guys, your guys do the same, not like um, the same way, uh, but not with the feet. I haven't gotten that far yet, but they definitely would, you know, cover you. Okay. Um, but then we do. Um, we do a ceremony where we kind of bind ourselves together and twine ourselves together where we um, make a promise to the mother and the baby and the family 
until the baby makes it to her side safely. Mm. And we keep it on until she has the baby. But we also keep in our promise, right? Yeah. So, um, and some other things involved too, just based on um, whatever their oil is, like whatever their, the family's passion is, we may try to do something to influence or, you know, to remind her that she's still a person. Right. She's not only a mother having a baby. Yes, she's making this ultimate sacrifice right now of her body, of her everything, you know? Yeah, but you're not just a vessel. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. You're more. Same with you. You know. Yeah. You're not only just the barrier of the carrier of the seed. You're not only just that. You're not only just these other things, but you're you're still an individual person. You know, that still got. um, There's a certain type of energy that we get when the baby comes. Yeah. And even being pregnant, you know, you got you two of everything. Yeah. We don't even think and consider like what. That's facts. Yeah. So we, but we, the the way we're taught to think of double is eating, which hurts us. Mm-hmm. Because um, we've been told, taught, oh, you're eating for two. No, we're not. You're not eating for two. You're not eating for two people. You're eating for you, respectfully. Yeah. Everything that you eat for you respectfully, the baby will get respectfully. Like that's simple. Mm-hmm. You ain't got the. You need to be smart. Yeah. But you ain't got to eat more. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> so that nutrition side you're talking about. Exactly. That's where I have my breakthrough. Um, I feel like the biggest breakthrough with eating, with which I don't believe in like dieting and stuff, but what people consider dieting, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, was when I started actually learning nutrition and like moderation. Because I'm like, okay, can't just go cold turkey from some stuff. Some stuff I just need to eat less of it and gradually mm-hmm. work my way. You know what I mean? but And that's a part of, too, knowing yourself. Because everyone's different with, with their disciplines, with what they can eat. Right. So I'm like, okay, learning my nutrition is just naturally... You pick up certain things and also, like, your body responds to it. Right, right, right. So I think that's that was like... I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay, you're not trying to sculpt your body. Like, when you take care of your body, your body is going to show it. It, it reflects. It yeah. Reflects. The same with pregnancy, you know, so... When you are doing the things that you need to do, like some of the things that we need to understand that they say the statistics are and things that we suffer from and and that and the other, like the things that the doctors may be pushing on some of them, excuse me, they just need to understand how to just go about caring caring for the the body, you know, like my, um, one of the midwives that I work with in Florida, uh, she goes by um, Crowning Midwifery on um, Instagram. She she um she has this thing where it's like they were basically lying about how much water they had like they was like yeah i drank all this water but by the time that they went to go show the sample it looked like my cranberry juice here so apparently you're not drinking water because if you're drinking water you're not going to have dark urine you're not going to have certain things passing through it's going to filter out if you have enough right right so um, that's key in pregnancy, staying hydrated, you know, and um, even breath work. So the key things is what I think I said, I already talked about stretching and the muscles, mm-hmm. um, breath work, breathing. We talked about like spiritual stuff like that, that comes in with just, you know, taking a lot of breaths and just breathing, mm-hmm. um, hydration and nutrition. Like those are, those are key, but in my training, 
they told us that there was five things that you can cure the body from inside out. And so even when you're pregnant or not, these are things that we need to consider because, um, you know, when your babies are, when your babies are in the womb, they're in all that water, right? They're getting downloaded and they're program, they're downloading and being programmed information based off of what the mom feels what the mom sees, what she hears, even your energy. So all that stuff is being downloaded into the baby. And that's key on when it comes to relationships, abusive relationships, um, you know, her finances, her living, her you know, environment, all of those things play a part on what's happening here, you know, or is, is affecting what, you know, could be affecting what's happening there. Um, no, you're fine. I mean, everything you're saying definitely Mm -hmm. checks. I was just saying that the baby was in the water. Um, another thing that we don't look at too is that uh, the placenta, right? Mm -hmm. Our bodies are so amazing. I mean, we thought teeth was amazing, right? Yeah, teeth out of nowhere. Here, they've been there. They was already there. How was they there? Yeah. Teeth coming, right? Got your teeth. But when a woman gets pregnant, it's the placenta, a whole organ, just to connect her to the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the life source. Mm -hmm. And it actually looks like the tree of life. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what they call the tree of life. Yeah. I want to hug the tree of life. <laughs> that thing looks so big and beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, oh, what you were talking about was five ways to heal the body inside and That's out. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. So, um <clears throat> one was uh was water. She said a 100 like a 100 um structure how do they say it? 100 ounces of structured water. That's what she said. 100 ounces of structured water. And then Breathing, which I mentioned earlier today mm-hmm. on one of the lives I did, um, the body needs 68% of oxygen, I think it is. Like the same way we need a certain amount of water. Um, the other part was Wi-Fi, the frequency, mm-hmm. right? We got to protect ourselves from this stuff. And I guess, like, I understand it enough to turn my Wi-Fi thing off every now and again, mm-hmm. you know? And... They say you can, you know, put certain crystals just to help with the energy because these things are, it's, it's already plain and written as what these things mean, what it means, frequency mm-hmm. and um, waves, you know, those things are already energy. So those things are already written of what they mean. We just have to fully understand what they, how they affect our bodies mm-hmm. when we understand the makeup of our body, right? Mm-hmm. And how we're vibrating beings. Like, we need to understand um, that in terms of the Wi-Fi. So that, um, she said, she talked about there's protectors for your phone. There's, there's even protectors for babies. There's blankets. Um, there's vests for you. There's certain undergarments. Mm-hmm. There's all types of stuff. So they make clothes now that was supposed to be protecting you from the Wi-Fi. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Um, she mentioned something about, okay, so the way I understand it was something like we normally make decisions. Okay, if I actually, where do you normally make your decisions from? 
Um, I, I don't know how to answer this question. Okay, so where do you... Well, okay, and your body. I'm talking about body parts. Excuse me. Sorry, I know it's very uh, vague. My mind. Your my mind brain. being your brain. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what she said was we overwork ourselves because it should, it should be from the heart. Mm-hmm. So we don't use the heart properly, which is why it doesn't sometimes function. Yeah. We overwork it because we make this we're making decisions from here and we should be making decisions from our heart mm-hmm. not from here we overwork here you know this is easy like following the heart is easy um but that causes heart problems which is why we have a lot of heart problems not only the way we eat but also from that factor is what she stated um what was number five that's it oxygen i think when it's nutrition i guess it's nutrition because mm-hmm. nutrition is tied into um stress and also when it comes to thyroid and yeah. the, um cortisone it's something else it's like it's, she like drew a triangle it was yeah. like thyroid cortisone and something else maybe it was just stress in there but yeah our generation invented stress eating because but i feel like it when we were growing up it was all this food that was becoming accessible you know what i mean mm-hmm. you could <laughs> order food out you can get food from the corner store now like man you remember the movie wally <laughs> have you seen the movie yeah. wally that's what we said. <laughs> that's what they gonna, i'm telling you listen oh for sure um, listen i'm trying to tell you junk. sometimes i see this i i get i'm a, I'm a uber and i do uber and lyft too right okay. so yeah. let me tell you i get people in my car and i'm like yo you can't, you're not going to live like this. So, and I think too, like one of the things I pay attention to is chefs. Yeah. People say they chef, you ever pay attention to their hands? Yeah. Like how it bubble over sometimes. You got to pay attention to that stuff. They're eating what they're cook, what they're making for you. So even though you may be only going there a couple times a week, you're going to, you're going to be, you know, you got to look at that. And, and when it comes to your health, right? So, um, but yeah, we, we got to take control of that. Like mm-hmm. even like, um, I'm going to mention with the with the cap the cap teeth game you know that's the thing now in our generation the kids got the cap teeth mm-hmm. where it's like no take care of the teeth no candy don't no chew like like we have rules we have for a reason mm-hmm. and if they gonna eat candy make sure they brush their teeth and you know practice dental hygiene they shouldn't be they should be able to live with their with all of their baby teeth and experience them falling out naturally and not having to go and get pulled out and be capped up Mm-hmm. And thinking that that's the that's the way to go, and making them richer and richer because you getting caps in your bed. You know how much money that is. Wow, <laughs> it's but we don't we we putting bottles. We letting them have passive. We just don't know the way. So again, one of the things that um my um my preceptor told me was that in the African culture, the babies don't cry. And the reason why the babies don't cry is because there's always somebody there to attend with the baby. Like, there's always somewhere to pick up. There's no spoiling. There's just love. Yeah. It just is. Like, you care for the baby. The baby need to be picked up. Pick up the damn baby. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, not rocket science. Mm-hmm. But we overcomplicate because we live in America, and America has told us that we spoil our children if we pick them up. If we're baby them. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Baby them. They need love. Like, I, I heard, like, I've just seen, I had seen something recently on a post where a mom had just um, had a baby and she was like, honey, you better hold this pacifier. The baby's like four, three, four days old, right? Mm-hmm. And it, 
we have to understand like it's it's great to to do whatever you do i'm not criticizing anyone i want to start criticizing we need to understand what these in in um um what they call them what they call them in in invention or interventions where they come from like all of these things are just um the mindset of having a baby and just being like um hold your pacifier hold your bottle huh yeah. like leave you be the baby needs love the baby just came from you right yeah so I don't want you to feel rushed to have to go back and do anything. I want you to feel comfortable for 40 days not to do a damn thing but to focus on you and the baby. That's it. Yeah. I don't want you to have to rush back and work three, six weeks yeah. later. I want you to be comfortably able to sit and heal because now if I don't push you back into work, now you have less of a chance of going into postpartum depression because you're not overworked, you're not overstressed, you're mm. letting your body heal. But we overwork ourselves. We try to push the babies off. We try to, boom, let me set the baby up with a blanket. Teach them how to be independent. Right, teach them how to be independent. Let me teach, put the baby there with a bottle, boom, and walk away, boom, no. And put it with a pacifier, boom, we did that. No, the baby needs you. The baby just came from you. That's all he knows. He or she knows. is y'all. So, and, and even in discomfort, right? So not even a necessary one particular body does know the mom heartbeat, right? But not just one particular body and, and sound and voice, but just connection, period, right? They're more in tune with how to be free. We the ones is like, you know, drink this, um, whatever, I'm going to have this cancer, drink this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to breastfeed. I'm not going to try to, you know, because a lot of people were taught, like, I know for me, I was taught that it was just for white people. That white people only breastfed. So mm. I did breastfeed my first son at 17 um, for like six months. But then after that, I put him on Similac and I was putting cereal in his bottles and that shit. And just doing it because that's what I was taught to do. Mm. Making him a food bottle. Mm. Fattening him up. Making him fat and tough. And yeah. it was like I... That's what I was taught to. But that shit is wrong. Yeah. Like, complete, it's one, it's a choking hazard, which... I'm pretty sure he choked and threw up a couple times when he was younger. <laughs> um, choking hazard, but um, it's just really no nutritional value in that, in those cereals and those things. So we have to understand nutrition. We got to get in tune with that. And what we do is we have the babies and we just do what they've been doing. We go get that can. And so I have to look at the history of what I've been told from my family and passed down for me. So my grandmother, who was born in the early 40, or 39 or 42? 39 or 42, one of the two. Okay. Um, now I'm thinking it's 42. But she said when she had her first child, which was um, 56, yes. Um, or maybe that's 55. She was young when she had her first child. But, um, they told her her milk was no good. And at a very young age, 13 or 14, maybe 12 or 13, she stuck with that every pregnancy after that, that her milk was no good. So what technology did they have in the early 50s to say testing black women's milk to say that or black children's milk that their milk was no good i didn't know how her how her labor and birth went but um 
my mother, she had her child, her, my, my sister, very young as well. Um, but about the same age, before 14, I think 12 or 13. And um, she birthed alone. She birthed in a room by herself, strapped down to a table. Mm. Yep. And she said after she had her, um, her, so that she couldn't breastfeed her, they strapped and bound her boobs down so tight that she couldn't breathe. Wow. So that's why she didn't breastfeed my, my sister and then my next sister. So she just instantly went through the can, you know. Yeah. Um, when it came to me, my father was a little bit, he was more hip, you know, like, no, you don't breastfeed her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got the milk. I got yeah. the juice. Okay. I got the golden milk. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but um, that's important. Like, even that, like. Yeah. I, I don't want to offend nobody, but at the same time, I want to tell them, throw that shit out the... No. Yeah. And you know how much that shit costs? A candy? Yeah. It's like, oh, $37. And don't get the expensive one. That's like just the cheap one. Get the expensive thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You spill that shit on the floor. But do, do are I they know. reading that shit what's in there? <laughs> are people taking the time to read what they are feeding and, and giving to their baby on a daily daily basis not understanding why they're having active reflex why they're having right. all these other complications i would say if you don't check your nutrition you probably don't check what your kids are eating that's just a real Bad. you know what i mean like yeah because i, I be don't want to peek into like, people's lives but i'm gonna broadly My, assume i was around this chick and she was like well i don't eat no sugar and i said honey just because it says zero sugar don't mean you don't eat no sugar okay yeah, exactly y'all better read what y'all saying this diet shit and no that the diet has the most in there yeah <laughs> so y'all better get hit and, and start reading these labels for real like educate yourself and do your family a service um and your children a service of don't distrust and and the things that you picking up just because you've been doing it um and, and the people before you've been doing, like, really learn some shit. Like, mm-hmm. be in tune with Because I, I'm hearing it all the time where, you know, they, they have, in, they have um, reactions to it sometimes. And they have to switch it up. They're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to switch it to this one. I'm going to get this formula. Or I'm going to get that formula. But they, they wasn't willing to... Um, and I understand, breastfeeding ain't for everybody. It's, it is a technique. Once you learn the properness of to it, 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 it should not hurt. So if they if it's hurting beyond three seconds, the latch is wrong. Period. You got the wrong latch, and you got to take it off. I and mean, if you have to do it a million times, which gets stressful and it's straining, this is why you need help. You need a doula, right? Because the doula will assist you with all this and help you with the stress and like, give you a shorter to cry on, so that you can and make it through the next day, right? And show you the proper ways and if help you if you need to just pump, like if you want to just pump. But getting the baby the best nutrition is going to help that baby sleep better. It's going to help the baby have a better digestive system immune system so all of that is tied into even their learning is tied into breast milk so we uh, we miss out on that when we not miss out but we do the other thing and it could cause other problems and we not under we don't relate it to we don't relate um some of these things to the to that so yeah okay so okay to leave them off on something i just became privy to um never heard of it before but so what is a deaf doula and how does that work and do you indulge in that as well um i don't but i have some people that i work close with that do um and that's what i kind of spoke on there's um a deaf doula just deals with 
um, any areas of those laws. So it could be abortion, it could be a stillborn, it could be a miscarriage. And I think um, even a, a loss after, so um, an infant. So we could benefit from having someone help coach us through that and, and walk us through that because they may have personally experienced it. Like I had a, a person I met in the city um, that had experienced that and we ended up meeting up and um, uh, yeah, it was a little bit different because I kept on reaching out to her and we, we just kept on missing each other. Mm -hmm. But she had reminded me like, listen, it's so dope how you found me and you was, she said, you was there before I had even needed you. Like yeah. you was commenting on my post and you was saying different things. Like you kept on reaching out to me to, to get this help and I was ignoring you. Because she had just had a baby and she was saying like how she was kind of overwhelmed. She didn't know how to do it again. Mm. I was like, I can come and, you know. But I got to get better. Like for me, because it's, it's I've been doing this like yeah <laughs> since I was a child. Like my sisters, I have a, um, a sister. I think she's about to be what, 51. So yeah, she had her first, I think I was like six or seven. But I've been helping around pregnant mamas and raising babies and just doing this for a long time. So I've seen a lot of different things. Um, so I'm, I'm just real passionate about um, getting us what we need because that is, um, you know, is going to build villages and um, lower the infant mortality rate, um, which is a death doula helps with and also the maternal um maternal mortality so and i believe that's another thing that a deaf doula would also deal with too help the family cope with the loss of a mother as well because that's another thing that i like doulas are doulas help prevent these things mm -hmm. so with hiring a doula having a doula helps prevent and lower our deaths because we right now we um and that was another thing i didn't get to pull out was the stats but um just nationwide the last the last was we were like five times likely to die in a hospital um, for black women again it's end of the race and then so That's the scary. children were um, I forget the the number of the children but it's like almost equal and so there's um, on Ohio Health here and you can check and see where. They have the, the data of the infant mortality and maternal mortality. It's not updated as much, but you can check that information out and see in the zip codes and see how how they're saying these things are happening. Um, some things are related to um, um, cigarettes. There's various things on there, abuse. So, again, Turning having to do... Um, yeah, probably yeah. And drugs and mm -hmm. um, so there's 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 a whole list of all of those things on mm -hmm. there. But I think that it's um, it's important that we know the importance of having a doula is not just you know to replace your medical is to help you with the emotional side of mm -hmm. pregnancy. All these things we've been talking about the spiritual side of things. So the physical side of things, the nutritional side. So you're preparing your body, your baby, your family, um, and your future. And having a doula can help you. We can help you plan out your birth. We can help you plan out other things. 
and walk and talk through other things. And if we can't, we probably know somebody else who can. So yeah. in that case, when it comes to a deaf doula of someone who has experienced um, one of those variations of loss, one of the things we just got to understand is that the body still needs to heal. Absolutely. So miscarriage is still a birth, right? The baby didn't survive afterwards, but you still went through a some type of birth. The baby coming out of the um, pussy. He said, "Just say pussy." Yeah. <laughs> the baby coming out of the pussy. So um. I think also your mental attachment to to the baby and exactly. not having to accept there is no baby. Right. Exactly. So, um, there's no right or wrong way to do these things, but it's always good to have someone to walk you through it because we just go into a lot of these things as though we know yeah and we and we, we belong for real. we we are we lost a lot of our ways and we just entrusting in and signing up for everything that they put in front of yeah. us and not questioning anything it's like no you ain't i've for me personally i've seen too i've heard too many stories and i've experienced too many of my clients go through certain things that with without having an advocate without knowing the information you they gonna hem you up you're gonna get hemmed up yeah and it could, and it's a matter of life or death now at this point, you know, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm, I, I do have to get better at advertising and promoting myself because I, I don't do as much of a promotion of what I do. I just kind of connect with people and it's like, yeah, this is what I yeah, do, yeah. you know, so I got to get better, bigger at, because there's a lot of, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to preparation, when it comes to education that I have underneath my belt, so. They need to know. Yes. Is there anything you want to leave the people with? Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> um, take charge of your health, man. Take charge of your health care. And when you're taking charge of your health, that includes your birth team. That includes your medical team. Um, so if you got doctors or nurses or just people that aren't vibing with you, you know, do something about that. And don't wait to the end. Like, don't wait until the end of your pregnancy to be like, okay, I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. This, you really, people should start before they get pregnant, like talking to doulas and talking to midwives. Like you should do it before you're pregnant. That's better. Like that way you can have, because we don't even still have a full understanding. Some women don't have a full understanding of how their body works. Like yeah. when the egg drop and like when, you know, when is everything happening? How did it happen? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so... There's a lot of lack of information all around. So the earlier that you get that, that you get connected and you get that information, the better. But um, just take charge of your health care. That's like knowing your body, your anatomy. Like, get in tune with it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. How was that? That was great. <sighs> we covered a lot. Oh, my gosh.